0: The fantasy football podcast on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. If you bet one hundred dollars at WinBet, you can get a one hundred dollar free bet. To do so, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com dot slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com dot com slash w y n n b e t to claim your free bet today. And welcome in to the Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me today is my brother from another mother, Emerson Beery. Happy Saturday, sir. How are we doing? Fabulous. How are you, my man? Can't complain. Can't complain. We're here talking fantasy football. It's the good life. Uh, Another weekend in the books. Another week, you know, uh, gone through here. We had a, a pretty decent game Thursday night. How did you fare on that one? uh
1: you know I'm, i i made a bunch i didn't win in DF- I, I lost my a lot of money in dfs unfortunately because of the two injury that was that was hard to watch True. but uh other than that i i have tons of T- higgins and burrow and chase and dynasty leagues so nice. that that's going together well I, I drafted a lot of Mixon this year too thinking you know he kind of saved himself with that touchdown but i just it's hard to it, Mixon is getting all this opportunity and just and just very inefficient with it it's, you know it's a little yeah. bit the offensive line so i'm hoping that improves as well and i just can't get over this uh kind of chasing Higgins that uh, target share really either.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know I know a lot of us were, were higher on – not higher on Higgins than Chase. Like none of us had, you know, Higgins in our top five of our rankings. But, you know, there was a lot of people that were, you know, on the flip of, of the conversation, right? Like they were on the T. Higgins narrative that he was going to not necessarily dominate but be better than he was last year because, you know, Chase just kind of splashed onto the scene. I'm a mixing owner as well. And, yeah, those last, like, what, five, six carries inside the five? For no touchdowns, and my opponent had T. Higgins. I was ah, it was it was maddening. I did face Tua in a few matchups. I was not a few, Tua truther this offseason, so I have no no real shares of him. But he was my opponent in a few spots, so I was feeling pretty good about that. Um, while I'm not a Tua truther, or like a big fan of his, like seeing what he had to kind of go through this week was, you know, kind of, you know. not not great, you know, from a fan point of view, like, right. Like even if you're a dolphins fan, like it kind of felt like he was being rushed back to the situation, literally from when they took him out right before halftime last week. And then he gets accelerated back in his return, comes back after the half. Now he's on a short week. And, you know, obviously there's the concussion protocol talk going on. Like it it was kind of sad to see just from like a fan point of view, you know, like the whole finger conversation. I was sitting there like, what the hell is that guy doing with his hands? Like, I know me and people were talking about it like in our league chats and whatnot, like what is happening? Like, that is not cool. You know? So you feel for him. But at the end of the day, I still took Bengals on the under. So
1: there you go. I, uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, it reminded me of the Donald uh, Parham uh, play last season. It was pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty identical. Uh, Parham's uh, arms locked up above him too. Um, And I believe Parham was out. I, I don't, I don't think he played the following week. I think it was in week 16, 17, 18 last Mm -hmm. year. So I don't I don't I don't think he did return and because the Chargers didn't make the playoffs. So I'm hoping to it gets back soon but I wouldn't be surprised, you know, especially with all the criticism the Dolphins have taken. I wouldn't I would be surprised to see him out there this week.
0: I would be very surprised to see next him back week. out next week. Yeah, exactly. I think that he definitely needs to get that um that rest and recovery and, you know, when you're when you're dealing with a concussion, you know, there's a lot of factors other than just, you know, not like blurred vision, you know, like, Oh yeah, I can see down the field, but you know, if you take another clean lick, you know, it can do a lot of damage to you. So we're going to jump into our starter sit conversations for week four. Uh First up, we're looking at the quarterback position. Emerson, we're looking at Jared Goff versus Seattle at home or Matthew Stafford on Monday night in San Francisco. Kind of a weird here, weird one here. The, the old man of Detroit versus the new man of Detroit, which way are you going?
1: You know, just with uh Deandre Swift out and, um, and Almond Ross St. Brown, I'm probably going to lean Stafford here. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I did like uh golf before all, you know, all the injury news, even with Almond Ross St. Brown, I, I but it's just going to be, hard. it's hard for me to pick Uh, put Goff in as an art, you know, as a borderline quarterback one without his best receiving target without his underneath target. So, I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford here. I still love the offense. I think he's going to get it going here. Um, It's hard to believe with Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson and all this talent that they have. I think they're going to get it together. Matthew Mm -hmm. Stafford, you know, still barely young. So I think I'm going to go with Stafford here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have Stafford ahead of Goff in my rankings by about three spots, uh, about 10 to 13 in quarterback rankings. But I don't know, man. I feel like the matchup of Seattle is a lot. It should be favored, you know, over the opportunity against San Francisco on the road on Monday night. Stafford just did not look good last week. I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna have to revert my my rankings, probably flip them almost in their exact spots because I still feel like with Goff, uh, he's gonna have a better matchup, he's gonna have better game flow. Yeah, he's missing Amon Ra. Yeah, he's missing Swift. But we've seen Josh Reynolds, you know, kind of answer the call the last couple of weeks. He's been a favorite target of Jared Goff, kind of going back to their connections in LA. And then, you know, you still have DJ Shark there. You still have TJ Hawkinson. I am a little bit concerned about the ground game, but They have a Jamal Williams who is tied for the the league uh, lead and touchdowns for the running backs. We have, you know, Nick Chubb with four rushing touchdowns, Jamal with four, and then James Robinson with three and one. He's got three rushing and and one receiving. So those are your top rushing leaders uh, for touchdowns in the NFL right now. I'm not necessarily a Craig's Reynolds, Josh Reynolds truther, but I'm going to tell you Josh Reynolds is going to be in some lineups today where, you know, I'm missing Amon Ra or. You know, I have one league where I'm missing both like Michael Thomas and Keenan Allen. Like you got to prop up those opportunities when you can. So I'm actually going to lean towards uh, team golf here. He's seven touchdowns, two interceptions through three weeks. Both of these guys, I feel like have kind of been hot and cold through the start. I know St- Stafford was cold last week, but San Francisco, man, they, they really showed up this past week up against Denver. I'm, I'm a little bit more worried uh, going up against their defense
1: rather than Seattle. Yeah, you know that that's definitely th- something to consider. But I, the Seahawks defense has been, uh, you know, it's been stout this year. And like I said, it's just hard for me to, you know, with when he's been leaning so hard on Amon Ross and Brown. And you mm-hmm. know, you mentioned Josh Reynolds first. You know, I and mean, then he's, I, I like him in DFS this week, so I've, I've been putting yeah. him in some lineups. But the fact that you said him first is, I think, is a little concerning. You know, it's, it says a little bit about their receiving options. So I have a very, I still have it fairly close. But I'm going to go slightly into Stafford.
0: I'm not really sure right now of the health of their other guys, like. Khalif Raymond or Quintes Cephas, but those guys, you know, they, they've been the targets of it's golf solid. before. Like they're like, they're very familiar with each other. So I'm not like saying like, oh, you need to invest in these guys, but I'm just not assuming that, you know, that game between the Seahawks and the Lions is just going to be a complete like turd show. You know what I mean? Like I feel like we're going to get, you know, another solid fantasy outing there. Like we got a lot of positive fantasy ROI out of that Seahawks and Falcons game. And I don't think anyone was expecting, you know, fireworks there right so I, i'm i'm just playing this on a matchup based uh, based uh decision i am gonna make that flip like i'm gonna when i do my rankings bump uh tonight or tomorrow morning i am gonna flip golf to stafford um and i'll put my money where my mouth is too i'm in a dynasty league where i have both of them uh stafford is head, heading to my bench and maybe i just have a sour taste in my mouth from last week there was a drop touchdown from robinson there was a uh drop touchdown from cup in the end zone both of those were in the end zone excuse me actually so like i wasn't a big fan of that um, I like Higby there in Cup, but I don't really know if we know what running backs to trust, if we still trust uh, a- Allen Robinson in our lineups, if we have better options. So I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit more concerned with the Rams right now. Uh, let's move on to the running backs. We got Dalvin Cook at at New Orleans in England in Jollyo London, or Khalil Herbert at New York against the Giants in New York
1: man that, that, that's a tough one I'm I it's hard for me to I can't bench Dalvin cook for Khalil Herbert though I know it's a, it's a decent matchup it's just it's an ugly offense though and you know you mm-hmm. could I you know I it's just I can just see it now you know everyone doing this starting Khalil Herbert you know maybe over a back like Dalvin cook and he ends up rushing 20 times for 43 yards because, you know, it's just no, one everyone's going to zero in on him. Justin Fields has no company, you no, know, no receivers. Uh, right. The bears aren't doing anything to build his confidence, unfortunately. So it just could end up being an ugly game. You know, I, I, I like I said, I like uh, Herbert at costs, you know, especially, you know, in DFS and things like that. But, you know, when talking about elite running back, I'd rather look back. I know Dalvin cook has a shoulder injury. He might be limited, but I, it's hard for me. You know, I, I would rather look back and be like, Oh man, Herbert, you know, I'd rather mm-hmm. start Dalvin Cook and look back and, like, I missed on Herbert than trying to get too smart, start Khalil Herbert, and then look, and just that happened, and Dalvin Cook has a great game. Um, so, you know, Dalvin Cook has dealt with this before. I'm certainly concerned in Dynasty Leagues, but, you know, I'm I'm still firing up as an RB1 for the remainder of the season, at least until I see a couple, you know, unless this injury ends up being uh, significant.
0: This is just another one where I'm playing the matchup. I'm going to go with Khalil Herbert here. I'm a, D- a Dalvin Cook owner, and I'm I'm scared. Like, when they said, like, oh, yeah, he's fine. It's practicing in full, like what? I mean, I said this last week, me and Rob got into this, like, you know, like when we were in high school, it's more likely if you get you like your shoulder dislocated, like your, your coach comes over to you, gives you a pat on the back on one shoulder and then you vicious pain out of the other, you know? So I was sitting there kind of like, you know, this is the NFL. Like they got, they got like miracle shots that they can put into your body. I feel like this guy would be fine. Right. And that wound up being the case as the week went on, but I'm still just concerned that he could get pulled at really any given time for Madison or just D de- prioritized in the game plan plus you're playing the new orleans defense who has given up the 27th fewest fantasy points to the running back position in london in a neutral site all that travel all that logistics while you're also a little beaten bothered this is another one where i gotta revert my rankings i think i have Dalvin cook at 13 on this week and Khalil herbert at 20 that was with you know, Montgomery not in the lineup yet, or I'm sorry, not out of the lineup yet. I That was still kind of built in. Like I hadn't moved him up because he wasn't the guy. And all the reasons that you listed why the Bears offense won't be good is all the reasons why Khalil Herbert's going to be good this week because they can't pass. So they're going to run and run and run and run. And Khalil Herbert is going to be the big benefactor of that. And you also mentioned Fields. Can't get anything developing downfield. Well, four to five yard passes around the line of scrimmage might just be his specialty mm-hmm. up against a really bad giants team that's you know given up to 12th most fantasy points to the running back position so based off of what we've seen from herbert the narratives from the offseason oh he's better he's going to be the guy like i'm not saying he's fitting that mold just yet but we've seen still a lot of success from david montgomery so far i still kind of stand on the same uh ground that i did in the preseason that both of these guys are kind of gonna eat in this in this game plan for the bears right like run heavy protect fields protect the passing game and oh my god do they need to protect it it looks real bad like I'm, I'm i'm not calling for his job just yet as a bears fan but man it's it's getting close like it's it's getting a little
1: worrisome that's, hey you guys didn't do much to help him out though unfortunately oh man that's, hey not wrong not wrong
0: could have taken george pickens could could have taken alec pierce no 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 no, no. we need <laughs> we need more defense that's what we need <laughs> uh it's hilarious All right, we're going to hit a quick word from the sponsors. Uh, We'll be right back with more Starts or Sits right after this. Uh, Thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time because new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Plus, WinBet has their own same-game parlay feature. Just click on the game you like, select Build Your Own Bet, and start building that monster parlay. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over, head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer is subject to change, terms, and conditions at WinBet. Uh, .com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call
1: 1-800-522-4700. Promoguy.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. They've got daily updates on odds boosts and huge cast bonuses from all the major sportsbooks. And they've got a VIP Discord group that puts... E- puts you even deeper plus EV in EV analytics right at your fingertips. I got to say we've been looking at their daily promo updates and they are some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what which what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you are missing out on an insanely valuable tool and the best best part is that all Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed betting community. Go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% track, transparent, and proven methods for betting smarter. So make sure you check out promoguy.us.
0: Hashtag live reads. Let's go. Be sure to smash the like button. Follow us on youtube.com backslash SGPNFantasy, and also be following us on Twitter at SGPNFantasy. All right, let's jump into some more starter-sick questions. This next one up is very tough for me. Drake London versus Cleveland or Gabe Davis at Baltimore? Gabe Davis is you know, kind of giving himself that vote of confidence that he's good to go. I know that he was questionable coming into last week, was fine, was able to put up some good production. Coming up on the injury report again, got the questionable tag. But again, he says that he's good to go. Drake London is just fitting the bill. He is getting it done with the Falcons here. Are you going with Gabe Davis and more of like a safer floor with Buffalo or continuing to ride the hot hand of the rookie here?
1: I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna ride the hot hand of the rookie here. I uh, I like Drake London just because of the high point total that uh, Vegas has in this game. It's a surprisingly high, and I seem to trust them. They're uh, they think it's going to be high scoring. So, I and just I think there's more avenues for the Buffalo Bills to score in other ways. Stefan Diggs, Isaiah McKenzie, mm-hmm. Dawson Knox, Devin Singletary. You're gonna see a lot of mix of those guys. Josh Allen rushing. So there's just a lot of avenues the Bills can be successful without um Gabriel Davis whereas the Falcons uh there's Pitts there's uh there's London and then there's Patterson and then they're going to be leaning on those three guys particularly if this is a high scoring game so I'm going to continue with London I'm still firing him up as a uh you know top 15 top 17 wide receiver this week
0: yeah I think uh Patterson should ha- or I'm sorry not Patterson London should have even more side because Patterson I believe is pretty close to being out they seeing a I've been seeing a lot of Cor- or not Cordell uh, Algier love on the waivers here. Let me see if I can get an update on them. I uh, did practice Friday, but he's still listed as questionable. Uh, he missed practice on Wednesday and Thursday but it looks like he did practice on Friday. So seems like he'll be a game-time decision. I feel like that may give London even a little bit more of a boost here in a pretty even comparison between him and Gabe Davis because where Gabe Davis, yeah, is in an offense where there's more mouths to feed, it's a damn good offense, and it's a fantastic matchup for Josh Allen and the Bills to rebound after that marathon that they had to run in Miami you know, last Sunday. And they get even more rest than you know the, the other team that they played, right? Like the Dolphins had to do play after – Four days, you know, of that marathon, and then you know the bills get a little bit more rest. So I mean it's it's very close for me, but I think that London does have the edge. I'm not sure necessarily where I have them set up in my rankings for this week, but if I do have Gabe Davis ahead, I would I would probably make that switch. Drake London, I feel like has earned our trust. Um, he he looks like he has a better connection with Mariota than Pitts does, and I'm just gonna roll with the consistency there. We did see Pitts kind of bounce back last week. But if there's less opportunity for the run game, I got to imagine, you know, London can easily clear, you know, double digit targets. I feel like it could be a very big week for him. Don't necessarily love the matchups on defense. If he gets like Denzel Ward assignments like that, that could be brutal. Uh, But I feel like he's going to be all right. Like they've been moving him around the field. I don't think that they're going to set him up just to, you know, run into Denzel uh, Ward's jersey all day long. All right. Next up, we have a combo. It's Mike Williams at Houston. Antonio Gibson at Dallas or Jeff Wilson Jr. versus the Rams. This is a tough one. Mike Williams was kind of disappointing last week. Did have the touchdown, but just the one catch and a touchdown. Antonio Gibson versus Dallas. I don't love that matchup. Dallas last week um, they were able to get to the Giants a record amount of times, like twenty-four hurries uh, for uh, for Cooper Rush last week. I don't love that for that offensive line in DC with Wentz with Gibson. Jeff Wilson feels like he may have the safest floor here. I had a, I had him for an anytime touchdown last week that did not get cash, but he had a great game outside of his fumble to close it down. This one's very close for me. I'm, I feel like I'm leaning Jeff Wilson. What, which way are you looking to go here?
1: Um, yeah, you know, I do agree that Jeff Wilson is probably the safest option, but I'm leaning uh, toward Mike Williams here. I just think that uh, the, I think that just Keenan Allen's out again, so I just think mm-hmm. Justin Herbert's going to get it together. You know, obviously last week he was probably hurting, and Mike Williams has really struggled in the lineup without Keenan Allen, and it, maybe it's a little bit of a, a Juju Smith-Schuster-Antonio Brown situation where kind of sure. Mike Williams maybe needs Keenan Allen there to kind of take some of that uh, tough coverage away from him. Mm-hmm. But I just think Justin Herbert's bound to have a, a big day, And uh, so I think Matt, you know, he's going to have to have Mike Williams to do that. So I think Mike Williams is going to get a good target share. Um, It's, you know, the Chargers offense is fantastic. So I'm going to trust that to write, I'm going to trust them to write the ship. But if you're really confident in your matchup and you think uh, you just, you just really want just 10 points just to, um, and you think you're going to crush it, I think Jeff Willison's a good bet. Um, I'd probably start Mike Williams, but like I said, if I was sure of victory and I just wanted a really safe option to score 10, 12 points, Jeff Willison's a great pick too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I am a little concerned about the Rams defense. Very good, you know, rushing attack up front. But I feel like the focus of the 49ers has just been their run game, whether it's been Wilson, Mitchell. I mean, Wilson's been a guy for them in the past. He led the team in total rushing a few years ago um, when whoever the starting running back was hurt. So I I feel like I can trust him, but also a very good matchup up against Houston. So I I think we're kind of splitting hairs there. Uh, Don't really hate either pick. And Albeit, when I put our sheet together, Keenan Allen wasn't ruled out yet. I feel like that boost does give him a little bit of extra space ahead of um, ahead of Wilson, just based on the matchup. So I, I, I feel that. Uh, tr- 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 next up, we've got another combo. Red Hot Devonte Smith versus Jacksonville Jaguars. Brandon Cooks versus the LA Chargers. Or Alvin Kamara versus Minnesota in England, Jaleo London.
1: You know, this could be another one where maybe I'm just I'm slow to adjust and I'm, I'm afraid to come off. And I just maybe it's fear, but I just uh, I can't bench either of these wide receivers. I can't bench Alvin Kamara for either of these wide receivers. Sure. Um, I, you know, I drafted, you know, if you drafted them, you drafted them as an RB1. And I don't think you can jump ship quite yet. I think it's important. You know, I think Alvin Kamara that, you know, this offense is still figuring it out. Um I, what, I don't know the status of uh, Jameis Winston yet this weekend. Probably questionable, you know, kind of maybe a little bit. Oh, he of out. He's out. Oh, he's he, oh, he out. officially out.
0: Okay. Oh, it's cool. Andy. It's the Andy Dalton show. Right, Andy, <laughs> on the bottom of your shoe because it, it's happening.
1: You know, I'd like I think Uh, I, Andy Dalton's smart, and, but he's and he's not a down, you know, he's not the downfield throw it at like Jameis Winston at this stage in his career. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, Alvin Kamara could be getting some love um, and some more passing work than he's been getting. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, maybe it's just me being slow to adjust. Brandon cooks hasn't been that hot either. I wouldn't consider that. Devontae Smith. I mean, he's been on a great run. And if he, if he does it again this week, then I think it's certainly in the conversation next week, but that's just, it'd be tough for me to, uh, you know, bench Alvin Kamara this weekend and watch him go for hundred yards. I'm just trusting my process. so I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara. So I still have him as a top 15 back this week.
0: I am honestly more scared about uh, Taysom Hill than I am, you know, anyone else in that offense. I feel like this is the Taysom Hill week, you know, especially when you get the quarterback one going down, you have Andy Dalton who hasn't really done much so far. Like Hills played some snaps, you know, they've worked in some packages for him. Hasn't scored the touchdown since week one, but man, I don't know. I feel like the whole Taysom Hill gimmick is just getting ready to get (laughs) red carpeted and rolled out for us. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little scared. So on this one, I am going to avoid Alvin Kamara if I can. I am going to go with Brandon Cooks. I think he's going to bounce back. I think Devonta Smith is going to kind of come down to earth a little bit. I like Cooks in that matchup where I see the Chargers being up by a lot at really any given point. So I feel like Cooks is going to have some uh, positive game flow, a high amount of targets. Alvin Kamara, man, he just feels way too risky. I, I feel like I almost wanted him to be suspended at this point. You know, like let's get the four games out of the way now while this Saints team just kind of figure out figures out who they are, right, and figures out who wants to be healthy. You got Mike Thomas, who's also out of this game. Like, I don't know. I like the opportunity for the receivers, but I don't necessarily love the matchup for for the running backs. Mark Ingram as well. Alvin Kamara feels like it could be one of those Taysom Hill weeks. So, yeah, I'm off Alvin Kamara this week if I can afford it. Like, if yeah, if I've got a Brandon Cooks that I can lock and stock in my lineup for him, cool. Most people probably don't. If you own Alvin Kamara, like you said, you probably draft him at the top of your uh, your league. If you don't have somebody that you believe can actually have that same type of pace of play, you know, you don't want to bother. But if you got Brandon Cook sitting on your bench between one of these two, I'm going Cooks. All right, we'll get to the last one here. It's a tight end matchup. We're looking at red hot Tyler Higby at the San Francisco 49ers or George Kittle versus the Rams. George Kittle came back last week, but not very, very exciting.
1: Yeah, you know, this is uh this seems to be the uh the Theme of the questions is kind of like they're the trusted, you know, guy we drafted to be good or the ride the hot hand. And uh, you know, this is once again, you know, I guess this is you know, you can just tell what kind of guy I am with all these questions. Is I have to go with Kittle. You know, it's just it's hard for me to do it yet. I can't do it. Um, once again, if th- if this goes another week and Kittle's not productive and Higby has a great target share again, I might have to reconsider, but I just mm-hmm. I I if you drafted Kittle, you drafted him to be really good, probably. You probably drafted him in the fourth or fifth round. And uh, so I'm. I have to trust Kittle's going to get it together. You know, I. I don't. It's. It's tough for me. To, I have him going way down in like my dynasty rankings and everything. It's just he's mm-hmm. just tough to trust. He's going to have. Th- he's going to have a game here where he goes for like 30, 40 fantasy points. So I would be ready. That's a great sell window. So if we wait for that game. But that game is coming probably. So I'm going to put him in my lineup again this week. I
0: like his matchup up against the Rams linebackers. This is also a same game pick, right You have you know the Rams going up against the, the 49ers so they're both gonna be playing on Monday night um, And maybe you know you, if you have both of these players like if you're in this exact exact situation, you wait for Monday night. you know if you need a safe floor pick, you go with Kittle. like if you only need four to five points, go ahead throw Kittle in there. But if you're going into Monday night, you've got one play left, your opponent has no players. And you need, you know, maybe like 10 to 14 points. I'm going Tyler Higby because the workload's been there for him. Like it, it's kind of, it's not even mo- more so about the hot hand. It's just what we've seen with our eyes versus what we didn't during the draft season. Like the drafts are over. Like I reference them quite a bit as well. Like, you know, like, oh, this guy based on your roster, you know, he should be in there. But you know what? James Robinson was someone that was drafted in the 10th, 11th, 12th round. We're not even blinking at starting him, right? So, you know, there's some things we can take back from the draft, and there's other things that we can't. With Higby, though, we're just seeing him being a priority in this offense, getting double-digit targets some weeks. Hasn't found the end zone yet, but maybe this is the week that he does it. I'm going to go with what I've seen with my eyes in Tyler Higby. Also, he's kind of been my savior through the first three weeks. I've had some issues at the position of tight end, as many of you at home have. Uh, Tyler Higby, Tyler Conklin, those are my guys right now. Like, I'm living and breathing by them. Um, some leagues I'm two and one, some leagues I'm one and two, but I'm not zero and three. <laughs> I could be, if I didn't, uh, you know, stand up to replace Cole Komet. If I, you know, kept writing his draft stock that I had taken him, taken him. Right. So I'm going to go Higby here. Emerson's going to go Kittle. We'll see what we get out of this one on Monday night football. All right. Next up, we are going to trade or going through some trade grades. We're going to grade some trades. Uh, first one up here, we're going to do one, and then we're going to hit a quick word from the sponsors. We've got, Josh Palmer plus a fourth round pick. So this is dynasty for Darrell Henderson and Rashad Bateman and a ninth round pick. That's pretty interesting. I feel like, I mean, I like Palmer as an asset, but getting the two for one and I'm still getting like a pretty good young wide receiver in Bateman. I feel like I want to take the Bateman Henderson side here. I'm not sure if you agree. The only thing that really concerns me is, I feel like they're gonna get a deal done, but like what if Lamar leaves the Ravens? that I mean long term that leaves Rashad Bateman with a big glaring hole in his value.
1: yeah, you know i'm just I'm just curious about one thing when they say like a ninth round pick, is this like a keeper league? Sorry.
0: uh, maybe it is i took I took these exactly from Yahoo, so you know you don't really get to the meat and
1: potatoes of the details, so. Hmm. yeah because it you know i just i can't imagine that's a nine round rookie draft or anything like that so
0: i have a i have a five round rookie draft in most of mine
1: so, yeah I mean, I mean that i mean five is five is that that that's deep but i can't imagine anybody's going nice so i imagine this is some kind of keeper league um so i mean it's it's it, i oof, i would go with i would actually take the fourth round pick because i i don't yeah. like bateman at quite as much as everybody else does and so mm-hmm. i'm i'm just i'm just assuming this is a keeper league and maybe you're But so I think in the fourth round next year, I think you can get somebody and, you know, Henderson ninth round pick is a little bit more inconsequential to me. Josh Palmer, inconsequential. So I I think the fourth round pick is probably the best asset in the deal. So that's where I would lead.
0: Yeah, the fourth round pick. Still a lot of question marks there. What are you going to do with it? That's what I always say with the draft Mm -hmm. picks. Like if, you know, if you don't have a plan for it, you know, like if you're trading right now in Dynasty for like a first or a second round pick, more than likely you're going to use one of those picks on a quarterback. This class that we have coming in is going to be very quarterback heavy. So if you double up more than likely, you're not going to draft two. like, you're not going to draft like a quarterback and a quarterback in the first round, but you'll be able to probably at least get one. You know, you got to know, or at least have some idea what you're going to do with it. I really like Bateman, someone that I've been high on. I was able to do a trade this offseason, Winston for Bateman straight up. That's been paying off beautifully so far in dynasty. Um, he's just someone that I really like other than the fact if Lamar were to leave the Ravens, like then we really don't know what we're going to get. And we've seen him use as a deep field threat. Uh, I We've seen him come up with a couple of big touchdowns already. That's how Marquise Brown started out. You know, he wasn't a high volume receiver right away. He was just that guy that Lamar was taking shots down the field with. And in fact, he was injured. You know, as a, as a rookie, he he came in hurt and he was playing like what, 10, 15, 20 percent of the snaps and still having big days. I feel like the development of Rashad Bateman is going to be an asset that I want to own here. So for me, I, like I said, I'm much higher on him. I like the talent of Josh Palmer here. I honestly think that Palmer's better than the fourth round pick long term. We've we've seen Keenan Allen come back down to earth. He's hurt again. Like for the longest time, we were all sitting here, like, hey, he's fine. We don't have to worry about him ever, you know, getting hurt with consistency. He's back. It happened again.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So you're kind of starting to see that that new uh generation fade into the field and some more Guyton playing time, some more Palmer playing time. So I, I like Palmer, but I'm I'm gonna go with Bateman here just because I feel like you know, kind of like we were talking about with uh, with Gabe Davis and um and who was it earlier, uh, Drake London. You know, you're just getting that more exposure to potential touchdowns. The Ravens' offense only has so many targets. You know, Bateman, Andrews, Dobbins. Dobbins isn't even their best running back. It's Lamar. Sorry. All right, we're gonna hit a quick word from the sponsors, and we'll be right back. Uh, no house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash, download the app, choose a contest, select your player props and earn points for correct picks to climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry. If you hit, hit on all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and even NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but it's also where you play. You don't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at NoHouseAdvantage.com
1: or download the app to get the first deposit match up to
0: $25.
1: If you're like me and there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school, it's never too late to start with Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that's sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning that new language off your list. With Babel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babel, you can choose from 14 different languages including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, you get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com SGP. That's babbel.com SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life.
0: And I'm not sure if you fans have heard of OddsTrader, but it's a place where you can compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deals possible. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so that bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activities. Go to OddsTrader.com slash Odds OddsTrader, the number one site for all of your game day bets all right and we're back we're breaking down some trades we got another Rashad Bateman inclusion here I think this one is a little bit easier we got DeAndre Swift plus Rashad Bateman for Stefan Diggs I I feel like Stefan
1: Diggs side is a home run here what do you think real quick are we are we talking about this in a dynasty or redraft setting
0: uh let's let's go through both. I mean, I'm pretty good going with the the dig side for both here. I mean, Swift has, you know, a bright future ahead and I just got done listing off all the positive reasons about Bateman, but I still feel like Diggs is going to have the safer floor throughout the end of his career here. And, you know, if you're in a dynasty format, you you, you kind of want to, you know, corner that, right? Like he's probably still got another solid 4 to 5 seasons left. We've seen wide receivers kind of be one of the more prolonged positions as far as age goes behind quarterback of course obviously that's the one with the highest average uh but i like getting uh digs for you know the remainder of whatever he's got left
1: you know for me like i'm pretty i'm pretty aged you know i'd like to take risk in, in my redraft leagues but i'm pretty aged versus in my dynasty league so i i would if i was a dynasty league it's hard to trade if you're competing it's hard to trade away digs so i wouldn't i wouldn't push him out the door if i'm competing. But, right. you know, if this is a rebuilding roster, you know, or, you know, you're not sure about the playoffs or anything, I would certainly uh, take uh, Swift and Bateman here. I, just mm-hmm. because, you know, you look at Dick Diggs is even a, an old 28, 29-year-old. I'd have to look at his age exactly. A lot of now. miles. He, a lot of miles. He came into the league very young. So he, I mean, it's just, you You just don't see it anymore. Like guys put up 12, 13 great you know seasons and he's been successful for a long time so it's just tough for me to con- see him going for four or five more years so i would lean swift and Bateman and dime but but in redraft it's pretty easily digs for me
0: well that's the that's the issue though cuz when you look at the running back windows you know swift may only have two more good seasons in him you know what i mean like if i'm getting digs for at least three or four which i feel like is a, still a safe floor for him i don't think he's moving anytime soon like he's established himself as a buffalo bill he's going to retire there. Like I, I, I feel that at least until they get a Super Bowl, Like, cause I, I, I feel like him and Alan, that's just gotta be in the back of their head. Like, you know, I'm like, I, I'm, this is unfinished business. You know what I mean? I know you're pretty close to that situation from, uh, from the AFC championship <laughs> last year, but uh, you know, yeah, from the, that was from the, tough, from the other side game. of things, <laughs> from the other side of things. But yeah, I got to feel like that's in the back of their head. So, I mean, I, like I said, I feel confident that digs is going to give me like that solid floor for the next three to four years. Bateman, like I said, I have all those positive things to say about him. But if Lamar weren't to come back, there's still a few question marks there. Um and I and I imagine that they would still, you know, develop the wide receiver room. Like they're gonna add somebody next year. Uh, but I still like Bateman a lot. Definitely like a more so in the other swap there. I would still lean lean Diggs here. Uh in redraft, I mean, does it is it like a home run for digs for you?
1: Like I said, I I, I have a still um just just based on this year with Swift, I used I had to, it's, he's so injury prone. I have right. to go with Diggs. Um, so it's just to say, you know, he's p- producing so much right now. He could finish as the overall wide receiver one. Right. So I think you have to stick with him here. He could be a league winner. Um, mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift. I don't think it's a bad, I, I don't think it's a bad trade. If I saw, I wouldn't bat an eyelash really, if I saw this trade in one of my leagues, but um, it's, a t- it's a tough sell for me right now, considering we don't really know about Swift's health at this point.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I would expect him out this week and potentially even next week. All right, next up we've got a nice package for Travis Kelsey. I I don't hate this. Mike Williams, Dallas Goddard, Brees Hall for Kelsey. I I if I'm giving up Kelsey and I I'm getting at least one decent tight end back, I feel like this is doable. I would feel like I would maybe want a little bit of a higher, you know, peg on the wide receiver portion of this. Maybe someone just a tad bit higher in the rankings than Mike Williams, but I don't know. I think this is a pretty fair offer when you're considering that it's a three to one uh, swap here. What do you think?
1: Yeah, you know, it's like I'm sure this has to be this. This one has to be a redraft trade. Yeah. So I it's tough. It's it's fairly close. It's tough for me. If you drafted Mike Williams, Goddard and Brees Hall, you probably drafted them fairly early, I would imagine. So you were really giving up a lot to get Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. and i if you if you have starters like if you drafted you know all your later picks killed it and you have a good lineup still like that's fine like travis kelsey's great and i think you know he could end up having more value than all these guys combined but man you're really leaving your lineup thin i think probably if you know if i so i think i think i would have to go with the mike williams side it'd be tough for me to give but also if i had kelsey you know and mike williams goddard and Brees hall you know you can't really throw any of those guys in your lineups with a ton of comp goddard's fine um but you can't mm-hmm. throw any of the guys and just think they're going to kill it so if i'm a travis kelsey you know this is a trade i probably wouldn't make on either side if i have travis kelsey and i and i have some other starters that you know and i drafted pretty well i don't need mike williams goddard or Brees hall you know i could probably mm-hmm. only throw in one of those guys in my lineup and then if i drafted mike williams goddard and Brees hall i think you just got to hope that they turn it around because you can't give up you know three of your first seven or eight picks for for one player i don't think so
0: yeah, I hear you. No, I, I mean, if I'm looking at this trade and I want a side, it is the th- the three player side, right? Like I want that side. If I'm giving that up, then yeah, you have to have that roster utility. You have to have landed some other pieces, maybe, you know, uh, a James Robinson or, you know, some of those tight ends that we had talked about, like a Ty Conklin or a Tyler Higbee. Um, for receivers maybe landed like on Alave or Garrett Wilson or something like that, and you kind of feel like you can give up one of these pieces or all three, then yeah, you you still have to tread lightly when you're doing any type of three-for-one swap. Typically, in that situation, when you're getting that one piece back, it's going to be a very good piece, just given off of the assumption, you know, a three-for-one swap, right? But I like Hall. He's got 21 targets through the first three weeks of the season. Goddard's looking good, playing on, you know, what we're perceiving as one of the better offenses in the league, at least right now, today, going into week four in the Eagles. And Mike Williams, you kind of like what we're seeing out of the progression of just his usage because Keenan Allen's been hurt. He could potentially just be that guy to close out the season if you know Keenan Allen can't clean it up and stay healthy. So I think there's a lot of good things on both sides here. Kelsey is just Kelsey, right? Like, he is the offense right now for Kansas City. Um, I've been trying to get Brees Hall here. Do you think Alan Lazard for Brees Hall straight up is a a good swap?
1: If if I had – alan Lazard, I would absolutely do that in a heartbeat, and I'm and I'm as high as alan Lazard as I think anybody. You know, I mm-hmm. I haven't jumped off the bandwagon yet, and I, everyone's just grilling me about it too. And that's uh, so, and I was yep. hot on Lazard. You know, got I, two
0: touchdowns through three weeks. I mean, what yeah, you- and
1: I think and I just I'm still I'm still not a Romeo Dove's believer. So I think mm-hmm. once uh, we get all these guys back, I'm not sure his target share will be enough to kind of warrant some of his hype this, from this past week. So. Right. I'm still big on Lazard, but I would definitely take Brees Hall still, just because I think he has a diff- it can be a difference maker mm-hmm. down the stretch. We've seen it with players like Nick Chubb and Jonathan Taylor in the past mm-hmm. that um, they just don't they don't hit it right off the bat. And we're only three weeks into the season. Um, I think Brees Wall and even Kenneth Walker can still have insane value in the second half of the season. So I like them both. And uh, Brees Hall, um, I still think he has a very high ceiling. We've, I, I'm just in, I don't think Zach Wilson is going to. Um, dump it off as much to Brees Hall. I don't think we're going to see 10, tar- you know, 10 reception, nine reception games anymore much, mm-hmm. but I do think he'll get more and more percentage of the work though. All
0: right. Fair enough. I mean, I'm honestly, there's some leagues I'm starting Brees Hall and Michael Carter, just like throw them both out there. I get what I get, you know, cause they're, they're both going to get a fair amount of usage. And at the end of the day that you'll get, you know, in total a bell cow type of uh, return. I'll, I'll be it. It's only from two players still. All right, last uh, trade up here, and then we're going to hit another quick word from the sponsors and get into some fantasy point totals. Uh, This one's pretty interesting. Kyler Murray plus Darnell Mooney plus Drake London for Jared Goff plus Curtis Samuel and Rashad Penny. I have not been really high on Rashad Penny. I feel like I still go with the Kyler Murray, Mooney, and London side, but man, that Mooney is just glaring at me, you know, just those zeros in his production. Like they're just, maybe the point totals lean towards the golf, Samuel and Penny side come the end of the year. But I still feel like based on their potential ceilings, what they have left to offer for the rest of the season, I'm leaning Murray Mooney in London here. What do you think?
1: I think, I think this trade's a little ugly, actually. I think, uh, I, I think the golf side lost by quite a bit. I think that's a, that's a, yeah, I just don't see when I look at the name, even just, maybe it's just the name value, but man, Uh, Mm -hmm. Kyler Murray, Mooney in London for Goff, Curtis Samuel, and Rashad Penny. Like, I know it's a redraft league, but still, Rashad Penny and Mooney, you know, Rashad Penny hasn't done too much either. Um, Curtis Samuel has been fantastic, but I still don't think he's better than Terry McLaurin or anything, so I still think he'll settle in as more of a top 25 or 30 option as opposed to what he's been. Mm -hmm. And Goff is still not Kyler Murray by a long stretch, in my opinion. So, I think this is the end. London is you know, you can almost lock him in as a strong wide receiver too now already. So it's particularly, you know, I'll take London over Samuel. I'll take Kyler Murray over Goff by mm-hmm. both those by a decent margin and Mooney and Rashad Penny, maybe a little bit of a wash. So I would still definitely take uh, the Kyler Murray side.
0: Yeah, I thought so too. Um, And when I was looking at this one, I felt like it was just kind of like one of those overreaction trades, you know, when you're targeting Goff, who like in his own rights had a good start, seven touchdowns, two interceptions through three games. It's a pretty, pretty good margin for golf. I'll say like, I mean, there's a lot of other quarterbacks around the league that you kind of look at those and go, "Eh, yeah, he should be doing that right. Golf. I feel like those are pretty good numbers for him. Curtis Samuel is averaging 10 targets a game through the first three games. That's great and everything, but I'm with you. I think that Terry McLaurin is going to start to hopefully at least just get targeted more early in the game. This guy is getting to like halftime and getting like one target. It's ridiculous. And a lot of it, is Carson Wentz. It's the offense. They don't have a great offensive line. Wentz being under pressure. He's just getting to Samuel more early and often. Like, that's the just the big difference I'm seeing. Like, we're seeing Terry McLaurin put up, like, kind of respectable stat lines with, like, one or two quarters of action, really. Like, where he's actually being targeted and getting a workload, you know, and kind of being drawn up in the game plan, maybe almost too purposefully just because, like, they're starting off the game so cold without him. I'm not sure what it is. But, yeah, I would expect Samuel to fade a little bit. I don't, I don't know. Right now, from what I'm seeing out of Kyler Murray, it's nothing too special. And you know what? I really want to get down to the bottom of this Call of Duty situation. I want the numbers. I want to see where he's at up against like, like really good players. You know, like I'm not gonna lie. I, you know, I don't play much video games anymore, but I watch like pr- professionals play COD, like just like on the side. You know, while I'm doing work, whatever. It's fun. You know, especially like when you get like just the studs that are just doing like crazy stuff, like someone just running around with a sickle you know, in war zone and just killing everybody. I want to know what this kid can do. Like, I want to know if it's really (laughs) worth it. Like, does he have a career after this? Like, I know he could go and play shortstop and triple A, but you know what I mean? Like, is is he really like a multi, multi sport athlete now that esports is, you know, like, you know, we're calling them athletes now, whatever. (laughs) At least we're treating him like that on Instagram. I don't know, but you know what I mean? Like, I want, I want to see this dude's numbers. Like, does he have a solid kill to death ratio? Like, you know. Is, is, does he have like a you know like a top something and wins
1: the K, the is KDr is important I, I I played when I played call of duty back in middle school and high school a little bit that's you know i i I was passionate about it so yeah, I, I'd like hey. to see that we got to see that kdr
0: same thing same <laughs> thing, but I wasn't running around in these like out of these west world maps that they're running. you know, I'm a multiplayer type of guy like throw me out, you know like the the ten on ten map, you know what I mean like I've it, you know this generation surpassed me like i'm I'm kind of I'm kind of checked out, you know. So now I'm just like a fan, I'm just at home, <laughs> just watching watching people do crazy stuff. You know.
1: I mean, um, I see I see over unders on like World of Warcraft or something on Underdog. I, I don't know I, what it is. Like it's I know. League of Legend. I don't know what it is. I, I, They're I, right.
0: I, I, you can bet on it though. It's a sport now. it's real. Like,
1: I see people betting on like the somebody's like kills in a video game. I'm like. Okay, like I, I really <laughs> I can't imagine betting on that. I I really can't. But hey, Can if we, you're gonna go bet on that, go to underdog and bet on it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Can we scout the rest of their lobby? Like, is oh, that God. is that is that possible? That's, but
1: that's, that's what I'm just,
0: saying. Like, when is it gonna come to where we're seeing Kyler Murray over unders, as you said, for kills on underdog rather than passing yards? You know what I mean? Like, just if he's I'd really like good at that. it, if he's if he's awesome, if he's a stud at it, hey man, go do you. But I can we just concentrate on football during the regular season please like and they were talking about like the whole beta thing this past weekend and that's why you played bad is like if you're up till 2am doing what you love by all means you know this is my second job i'll tell you that right now sgpn's not paying me enough to you know li- you know live the the good life of just talking sports just yet so you know this is my second job so hey if that's your passion pal pursue what makes you happy just just do it and leave us alone you know so we don't have to go back and forth
1: my favorite one was the, home, like, I saw somebody post it, uh, like, you know, some the Call of new Call of Duty was coming out, and it said, uh, you know, Kyler Murray watching film this week, and it was the Homelander gif where he's, like, just, like, sitting there. there's You know, he's just watching the movie. Bombs are going off. He just has that this depressed look on his face. Like, I love it.
0: I love it. That's fantastic. All right, we're going to hit a quick word from our sponsors, and then we're going to be back to close it down uh, with our fantasy point totals, our over-unders for this week. All right. The Elias game plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats. The Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. pro sports. It's full of information and insights provided uh, by their renowned research team, which means they constantly give you the information that's up to date and that you can trust. The app gives you everything you need this season to get a competitive edge. League validated team and player news and stats head-to-head team comparisons ahead of their matchups, along with Elias key insights from the Elias statisticians, including injury impact analysis, plus expert game analysis, which also gives you the advantage in betting and picking your fantasy lineups and showing off your sports knowledge. And the Elias game plan is releasing new features all the time, like their chat function, uh, which allows you to talk directly with their researchers. That's pretty neat. Uh, So you get all the information you need to feel comfortable when making big decisions on betting and on your fantasy team. Elevate the NFL season today and download the Elias Game Plan app. That's E-L-I-A-S. And right now I have a special offer for you when you subscribe. Get 15% off your annual subscription, but only if you use promo code SGPN15. That's SGPN15. Find uh, the Elias Game Plan Sports Betting uh, app in the App Store or Play Store now and uh, use our promo code SGPN15, SGPN15.
1: If you watch football, you need FUBO TV. FUBO TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over a 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FuboTV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP.
0: All right, and we're back. We're going to close down the show by talking about some fantasy point over-unders. You can find these totals on underdog or most likely just in your fantasy league. First up, we're looking at here at Kirk Cousins. On underdog, he's got a – fantasy point total of 17.45 on the road in jaleo london against the saints saints secondary has been looking pretty solid i feel like i'm going to take the under here i really don't love these london games Uh, i I feel like it's kind of a stickler for fantasy and just the experience alike like i mentioned before all the travel all the logistics that go into getting yourself there early on time transitioning to the time chains etc etc uh, I'm off the uh, the Vikings this week. I'm going to fade Cousins. Give me the under here.
1: I think I'm going to take. Uh, I think I'm going to take the under as well, just because it's in London and uh, we're, you know the Vikings' offense just isn't clicking quite yet. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I will take the under. The fantasy points is the only thing I can bet on on underdog because I live in Colorado and for some reason it doesn't yep. let me bet the over under on stats. So it's interesting. So I can only bet over under on fantasy points. So I think I would lean the under as well.
0: It's ridiculous. It's a stat. It's an accumulation of all the stats. I don't know what the difference is. I'm not sure. Politicians, man. Get a real job, you bums. (laughs) Justin Fields, 14 and a quarter, 14.25 on the road against the Giants. I am a Fields fan. I am a Bears fan, but I am going to take the under here, even if he finds the end zone. Even twice, I feel like he's going to come pretty close to this and more than likely leaning to the under. The run game has been the focus. It's a very good matchup. So I, I like the number, you know. If you do want to go over the top, like you know, Houston last week, the Giants this week, these are good times to take his overs. But he hasn't shown us enough, and the Bears' offense hasn't shown us enough to trust a number like that. So for that, I'm going to the under.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go the under. I think he what he's going to have scored two touchdowns to get over that. I mean, yeah. it's going to yeah. That, that's that's probably not going to happen. Uh, so he, I don't. He could I don't if like he
0: rushes that. them in, but again, like you know, betting on a quarterback to get betting two, on a rushing quarterback, two rushing
1: touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's tough. tough. So I uh, yeah I'm gonna go with the under as well. That's pretty easy money. That might be a favorite bet. I'm gonna have to go maybe put a little money on that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I would definitely work that into like a, a bigger card. You know, I feel pretty safe about that one. I wouldn't be losing sleep if that was the the leg I lost out of five. You know, if, if I'm making mm-hmm. five picks and that's my one loss, like th- that's a that's a very trendy trendy pick. All right, next up, uh, one that I do like the over for, uh, Damian Pierce ten point six five had a nice week last week. Found pay dirt. Uh, the Chargers kind of reeling on the ground. You got uh, injuries to Joey Bosa, giving up a fair amount of yards on the ground. I'm taking Damian Pierce here, who's been a focal point of the Houston offense.
1: I'm going to take – I'm just going to – I like Damian Pierce, but I like the under this week just because I don't think this is going to be his week. I think the Chargers will get up early on him. I think mm-hmm. he'll kind of be phased out of the game plan. I don't think he'll get a lot of rushing opportunities uh once we start getting midway through the second quarter. I think you might see uh, – unless – Unless he completely usurps Roquette on third passing downs, I I think that's what you're hoping for. So I think you're going to be left hoping for a touchdown, which I'm not sure will happen.
0: Fair enough. I'm betting the touchdown. So we're, we're differing mm-hmm. there, but I'm feeling mm-hmm. good about it. All right, James Robinson at 11.05. Not even blinking at this one. Give me yep. the over.
1: Yep. Over. I agree. That's easy. I think uh, I like the high scoring game. I think mm-hmm. Jacksonville is going to be a little, um, I think, you know, you could see Philadelphia pull away eventually, but I think Jacksonville keep him honest for at least a little while. And I think James Robinson can definitely get the over on 11. Uh,
0: another prop that I want to highlight and shout out to the boss, Ryan cram Kramer. Uh, he had pointed this out on their show on the sports gambling podcast player props preview. They were doing uh rushing attempts and uh, James Robinson on their show was at 11.5. He's at 12 and a half on underdog today updated so it's, it's moved a little bit the public's moving the line but he's getting he's easily clearing 15 plus carries so that's another uh, very friendly prop uh, that I like and is a friendly prop of the brand of the SGPN brand uh, next up we have a couple of wide receivers You got Chase Claypool here at 9.35 fantasy points at home versus the Jets just not showing me enough and maybe it's just a lack of trust in Mitch Trubisky and just kind of the narrative that dj is the guy he's going to get all the looks the high volume touches so i'm going to say the under for uh chase claypool here give me under 9.35 no pay dirt and i don't think he's going to blow up in you know yards or any big production there
1: um yeah you know me i'm a big under better you know i like to go bet the unders on most on most uh player props and everything Mm -hmm. so like i think this is a good one too um Chase Claypool does have DFS upside. So I have put him in some lineups just because I think there's a chance like he could Mm -hmm. go off. Um, But I certainly wouldn't put it as likely or anything. You know, it's more of just when you're trying to get unique. So I would definitely take the under on this as well.
0: Yep. Agreed. Uh, This next one, maybe a little bit more polarizing. Amari Cooper, 12.65, coming off a huge game from last Thursday night. Uh, Not sure the fancy point total, but all the production was there. All the good stuff found the end zone. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about this one, 12.65? 12.65. Uh,
1: um, hmm. I like the over here. Uh, I just think, you know, this offense, I think this game is supposed to just be, I, I don't get it. I, but I think it's supposed to have like a 50 point over under. So um, I'm mm-hmm. going to take Amari Cooper here. I trust Vegas. I think that it's this, I guess this game will be fairly high scoring. Uh, they know what they're doing over there. So I'm going to take Amari Cooper in the over. And I do just want to say really quick. I just got this new computer and everything so I'm adjusting to the the battery life apparently i I'm I think I'm gonna make it but if I cut out from you here in these last couple minutes Damn. I had like a 60 percent battery and then it's like gone so I, I think I'm gonna make it but if I cut out from you in these last couple minutes here it'll be because my battery died on me but I, we're gonna we're gonna make it we're gonna, we're gonna right. make it this four, this four percent's gonna ride me out for another seven minutes we're gonna laugh. you just
0: gotta keep going you just gotta keep <laughs> going mr Kramer you remember the episode where Kramer and the uh, the car salesman they, they uh they take the vehicle out until it just completely runs out of gas and they oh i keep, love that I they like, keep just going. keep going and keep going you know that that e is just a suggestion it doesn't really mean <laughs> then, it's empty it doesn't
1: really mean it's empty
0: do you know how like far that. you've ever gone off of the empty uh, the final empty we're
1: we're, we're we're riding it right now usually usually my ba- usually it, it must know i'm i'm podcasting because usually it shuts off on me under 10. percent Damn. But it must it, it, it like and then it makes you plug it in. But it must just be like, we're we're riding it to the end today. So we're, you gotta we're gonna take that take work. that
0: back and be like, hey, this battery sucks.
1: I, she, I seriously like I I got it and like man, I swear I started with like fifty percent and here we are. So but, but we're 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 riding this out. It's gonna All be right. fine.
0: Couple of stud a one tight ends to close it down. Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. We got Andrews total at fifteen point six five and Kelsey at thirteen point seven five. Do we blink at these? Are both of these guys hitting their overs?
1: You know, I, I can't say I no to Kelsey.
0: I can't say no. I have
1: to I, Yeah. Travis Kelsey at 13.75. I definitely like the over there. I think it, you know, he, he's a, he's a threat to score a touchdown every single week. I think he'll score more touchdowns than not. He dropped a huge one. Devast, dev, devastating. Oh, it was last week hurt so bad as a chiefs fan. I just, I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, but Travis Kelsey would have had a great week last week. If, if he just would have caught that big touchdown pass, uh, Mark Andrews, you know, that, that's you know that's
0: a tough one there he goes we lost him damn all right we're gonna close down the show here emerson literally on his last leg with no battery left i'm gonna lock it down here i'm gonna say under for mark andrews maybe comes down to earth a little bit more this week 15.65 is still kind of a high number it feels like uh for a tight end you know had a couple of big touchdowns last week maybe only has one and a handful of catches but that is a very friendly matchup going up against the Buffalo Bills. So that'll be a great game. Hopefully there's a lot of scoring, but I am going for the over on Travis Kelsey, who may have a little bit more of a tougher matchup going up against the rushing attack of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, they have Devin White, they have Shaquille Barrett. Well, well, Obviously, Shaquille Barrett's not going to guard Travis Kelsey, but Travis Kelsey's probably going to have a handful of plays where he's got to be taken out of the receiving game to double cover a, a guy like uh, Shaq Barrett or uh, pick up another coverage on a, you know a, a Devin White that's coming downhill on a blitz or something like that. So still love his opportunity to go over 13.75, and Mark Andrews is going to cut it really close. I'm going to say just barely hits the under there. All right, this was a great show. Emerson had to dip out, battery died. Uh, But he'll be back uh, next week. He does an underdog show on Fridays talking about uh, underdog DFS and the best ball resurrection draft that's going to be coming up here soon. You can find him on Twitter uh, at FF uh, analyst, and you can find me on Twitter at SGPNJB. Take care, be well, be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.